Hello, 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 New Haven, and welcome back to Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. I am very excited to be here today with Seven Taylor, and let me tell you who I am if you're just tuning in for the first time. I'm Lucy Gelman. This show is about artists in New Haven and the greater New Haven region and how they are like living their lives and making their crafts work, uh, which I think is just one of the most interesting and beautiful things about this city. Today, my guest is Seven Taylor. We will be talking about his forthcoming album, The Clip Off, which is coming out on Wednesday, September 27th of this year. So uh, I was going to say in like a month, but it's not in a month. It's in like a little over three weeks because we are in September, y'all, which I did not realize until probably 30 seconds ago. (laughs) Um, So maybe we'll talk about the fungible nature of time. But first of all, Seven Taylor, welcome, welcome, welcome to Arts Response. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful sunny Friday afternoon. I know, like, we could be outside right now, but you are here with me, and I appreciate you. Right, I appreciate the space, and thank you for allowing me on your show. So we're gonna jump right into it. First of all, I want you to tell me about the album, the clip off, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. No, you are. <laughs> thank you. So the the album details three years of experience from heartbreak, self-love, finding oneself through challenges and taking your music mm-hmm. to another level and, and your art to another level. And so I want to start there and then we're going to get in the Wayback Machine for a little while. But um, but yeah. let's talk <laughs> about your process as an artist. And especially, you know, when I see that something has taken three years, I say, wow, someone's mm-hmm. really dedicating time and thought um, and and love to this project. So let's talk about it. A whole lot of love. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I feel like the clip off the the album. It started off as a, like just an initial thought. I was studying uh, the Kabbalah, which it goes into the Tree of Life, and you know people that are spiritual, they know what I'm talking about. And um, once I started learning about the polar opposites of like up and down tell you know heads and tails and so on and so forth that's when i discovered the clip off which is the opposite side of the tree of life which is more so like where we're at we're like in the earth realm uh dealing with the physicality of love sex rock and roll drugs etc things that we become you know whatever your choice of addiction is (laughs) everybody's addicted to something you know or, or some form of uh i guess uh continuation of experience um so I feel like from that initial thought back in late 2021 and then going into 2022, where I knew that I was going to experience a great reset with just like life and and, and love and all those different things. And it's, it's like once I got back into the studio and really like firmed myself into it, that's when I knew that, oh, OK, I, I know what I'm going to name the album. I don't know the direction just yet at that time, but as I just persist, you know, with back-to-back late-night sessions and so on and so forth, writing sessions, everything like that, um, yeah, it became this. It became such a, a story, or multitude of stories, I should say. <laughs> and and talk to me about your process as an artist, because mm-hmm. some artists just, like, let things come organically to them, and then some... <laughs> You know, I, I think about like my mother-in-law who is a, a writer and a novelist and she wakes up at like 5.30 in the morning. So she has her dedicated writing time. And yeah. even on days when like the muses are not speaking to her, she still gets up and <laughs> makes herself do it. So so tell me yeah. about your process. I like, and I love that you said the muses. I definitely got to hit back on that. Um, but I, I would say my creative process literally, I, I feel like it's always been a spiritual thing for me like when I was at the age around what seven to nine years old I just had this epiphany about life and I said you know as soon as I'm able to you know be an adult and 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 be able to go for my dreams I'm gonna go for it like I just literally told myself that one day while I was like playing around playing with toys and stuff (laughs) you know I'm like you're just having this big epiphany and you know life is hasn't even taken off just yet at that time um, so I feel like for me, spirituality comes in a lot where um, I'll see th- I'll see something, I'll hear something, I'll feel something, I'll experience something. And maybe at that time, it doesn't become, uh, you know, writer's content or, you know, creative content. But it's like once I go back into the archives of my mind, 
I start to relive the experience and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to have the conversation about it. Like what I felt, what, what that person may have um, interject into my reality, you know, and vice versa. And yeah, so it's like, I guess in shortness, the creative process is really spiritual for me. It just hits me out of nowhere. I'll be in a gym, yeah. random. <laughs> random oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait, honestly, the gym is where a lot of folks get good thinking that I, I walk mm-hmm. and I find that like, if you walk, your mind sort of opens up. Right. right. Um, so also you mentioned um, the Kabbalah um, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering, you know, for you, like what role do spiritual texts mm-hmm. and, and not only is it a spiritual text, it's a very mystical text, right? Yeah. Like, um, yes. <laughs> I was going to say it's a little bit witchy, but I'm sure there mm-hmm. are folks out there listening who are going to get mad at me if I say that. <laughs> so, no, so I think it's, a, I think there's a, yeah. a, you know, a little sprinkle of everything in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I don't feel like you're all far off at all. I so, feel like so you're right on it now. Your your relationship with um like like holy text, spiritual texts, and mm-hmm. um and mystical texts, and how they inform it's your process. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like I was already knew what you was hitting on. Um, I feel like when I was younger, like like when you're younger, you're basically born into a program state of things, like. This is this, this is that, this is your morning clothes, this is your afternoon clothes, this is your clothes to go outside and play in. Like, you know, everything is like formulated by a, I would say a cycle, a schedule. It's like as you get more closer to your independence, normally when people are entering to high school or almost out of high school, you start to have this epiphany of, okay, wait, why was I being this good child for so long? <laughs> or why was I being this rebellious child for so long? I've always had a rebellious nature to me. And I think that's what really always was like a pivotal space for me to enter opportunities in my life because if you tell me I can't do something I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna do it so well that when you get to review it you're gonna come back to me and tell me you know what you did that (laughs) and that's that that has always been my personality if I see something and I and I truly want to experience and I truly want to um add to that experience the best way I can I literally will focus in on it execute it accomplish it and move on by my business like I never you know like hey I did it yeah I I went on you know the stage and killed it yes I wrote eight books <laughs> and you know at the matter of the age of 28 years old you know yes I did it because like if you tell me I can't oh that's all I need that's all the fire I need from you because I'm gonna prove you wrong you know or that person or that scenery wrong so I feel like in the context of religion and just uh social constructs of your mindset and what you are and who you are. Um, I, I feel like a lot of us, we get to that rebellious nature and it's like, okay, are you going to accept the, the the space of the bowl trying to push out the then? Or are you going to be backed into the corner and kind of just like take whatever someone's giving you? So I kind of always been that bowl, <laughs> you know? And um, I feel that once you start to have more of an independence of your own thinking you're able to now negotiate your life and that's the most important thing like i'm gonna i'm gonna negotiate my life you don't get to you don't get to you know imprint yourself in my context of who i am or what i am or what i'm becoming i i get to negotiate this experience right here i i run this (laughs) you know and that's kind of like how my uh and shortness, my outtake on religious things versus mythical. And I think now that we're in like the age of Aquarius and we are getting, you know, other contexts or other contacting things happening from people, from di- beings from different dimensions and elegant sightings and stuff like that. It's it's a very interesting time. Like the little kid in me is happy. <laughs> like, oh, wait. These things that they said it was not real. Now they're trying to tell me it's real. You know, even though I always had a feeling that's you got to get the creativity from somewhere. So it had to have some type of foundation in order for you to put it in a movie, you know, or a TV show or whatever. And that feels like a good place to go maybe in the mm-hmm. way back machine a little bit. What was your spiritual foundation or or religious? I mean, some for some folks, religion and spirituality are two very different things. Yeah, they for are. Some <laughs> folks, they have a more porous relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was that foundation like when you were a kid? Um, I think I was borrowing a lot of 
aspects of, again, what other social systems was. Like when I was, okay, I'll tell you this very interesting story. I don't know if I ever put it in a book. Maybe I did. Um, I had this experience when I was like a church goer. Um, I went to church. I was in Sunday school. I was, a, I was very young. Maybe I was like eight or nine, maybe a little less than that. Maybe seven, six. I don't know. I, I got good memory, but I had this experience where the woman that was teaching the, the, the Sunday course, she said, oh, you can talk to God anytime you want to. So we were all sitting in rows of chairs as she was continuing her lesson. So I just started to, <laughs> I just started to speak to something like speak to some imaginary friend maybe I had at the time. And it was a woman that was like sitting directly from me. She must've been like the co-teacher. And she just gave me this very strong, <laughs> weird look. Like, what are you, what are you doing? But I said, yeah, just told me that I could talk to God anytime I choose to. So why are you, you know, that's how I knew that a lot of stuff was like, really like mm, some, some little, you know, loopholes <laughs> in the context of religion and stuff like that. And the Bible and stuff like that. There's a lot of little loopholes, you know, and I think that was my initial space. That would be my initial space of uh, the rebellious nature in me to see like, okay, so what is this, you know, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's, that's definitely was like my, um, my biggest experience with like separating the two yeah because i am spiritual i'm not religious yeah no i i think also asking those questions and Mm. like young people have the space to ask those questions because they i i think because they think about the world differently right um and like like young people constantly surprise me with just yes. how, like, I'm like, how does your brain work? And how can I make my brain work like your right. brain? Because it's expansive and, and really beautiful. But, but I right. think asking those questions, yeah. And, and you're totally right about the cherry picking of, I mm-hmm. think, fortunately or unfortunately, I would say, unfortunately, in like all of the three major Abrahamic faiths, that's right. pretty true. Mm-hmm. Um, that there there's a little bit of like we like this part but not this part or we're going to regulate this part but not this part right Um, you know and i yeah there's so there's so much like so i can't eat shrimp but maybe it's not a good look to stone my wife like can't mix linen yeah right right. (laughs) go with the cotton with the yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know um yeah we we can talk about that's a whole other episode (laughs) Yes. Um, but I, I also want to talk to you because you came up in New Haven and I love yeah. talking to folks who grew up in New Haven and who have that background because it has changed so much. Mm-hmm. As I mean, change is constant, but as an art yes. city. And I want to know for you, you know, growing up in the city, what was the catalyst for you to get into the arts? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> you ask good questions. Oh, yeah. Uh... I would say, okay, so in my earlier stages of like my introduction into high school and out of high school, I was studying theater. So I took this, uh, I went to a college preparatory high school. I went to New Haven Academy. Um, shout out to y'all. <laughs> uh, and I I had this internship with Arts and Ideas. Um, I definitely believe that's, yeah, that is the name of it, Arts and Ideas. Um I had an internship there, and when I went to the internship, I met this uh, beautiful woman. Her name was Sophia, and she was a studying actor, just like I was. And one day, when I went there to, you know, do my little work, my little service time, um, she bought a camera. And I never had at that point, besides, you know, you growing up photos. I haven't had a, an adult photo shoot before. Um, so one day on our break, she said, let's take some pictures. So I came, so I came dressed up here, I had my little hat on, you know, look, you know, my little look. And we took some pictures in one of the little nearby alleyways and, you know, just give like a little grudgy little look. And she was just like, oh my gosh, you're so photogenic. I didn't know what photogenic was at that time. I don't even mean I'm photogenic. Like I'm allergic to something. What what does that mean? (laughs) You know? Um, and then it's like from there. She's like, no, that means you just like, you know how to like take pictures. So I was like, oh, okay. Kept that little seed in my head. Uh, I was already in this big love interest of Marilyn Monroe and how she took photos and I watched every film and, you know, read every book I can read on her. And 
every interview. And um, I, I once I started to understand that you have to fill the camera, like the camera itself is its own entity. So I have to fill the camera as I'm taking photos. You don't have to tell me that the, the angle is wrong because I could feel if the angle is wrong. I can feel if like, hey, you maybe need to push back a little bit, get my good side, you know. But it's like with that experience, it's like a lot of stuff just started building up towards where I'm at now. So it's like I took photos. Um, my original state of mind was to go pursue acting. Then I started getting into modeling and I actually got signed as a model for um, a brief period of time. And then that's when I nestled into the books and everything. Like, it's like, it was a snowball effect. So I feel like New Haven in general, because I seen coming from black and brown communities and not seeing uh, so many examples of, okay, you can do it. I felt like I had the weight of the city on my back <laughs> because I had to go, especially in those spaces that were not so exclusive with, you know, black and brown people, um, go there and represent us, but also represent me and also take it to another level. Because I think when people are here, New Haven, and I'm going to Rocky Hill, Connecticut for like my model meetings, they're like, oh my gosh, don't they be shooting there? And you know, all this, all the negative, you know, notations about it. And I say, yeah, things happen. I play, but it happens everywhere. <laughs> um, but I felt like I had to reintroduce just the city itself like there yes there is some you know challenging aspects of it but there's so many creative avenues and you know just so many artists that are beyond talented and that are doing things um Avery Wilson you know that's from Connecticut that you know he's all over singing and stuff like that and so many different other artists that I know um that are just doing stuff and they are a example of like okay i can do it like even if i get felt lost at one moment seeing avery wilson or seeing all these other artists that have came up around an era that i came up you know darn it, it gave me inspiration to just if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it like either go hard or stay home i'm not staying home no more <laughs> so i gotta go hard yeah so I, hopefully that answers your question because i'll be it it does. <laughs> it does. I also want to unpack some of that. Um, right. You said that you feel like you had the weight of the city on your back, and that is heavy. Uh, yes. That is heavy, right? Yes. Um, so can you like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about that because I also like. I hope you're taking care of you. Yes. No. I definitely. I definitely at this point in my life, I definitely prioritize self care a lot. Like once we're done with this, I'm gonna get my nails and stuff refilled, and <laughs> yeah. you know, do be. Um, but I think also, yeah, like it, I think also it comes from the space of when you're in, you know, your family, I call it your earth family, your earth family, and you're dealing with the first to do this and the first to do that. That's, that's heavy right there, you know? Um, and there's so many people that are trying to occupy those spaces, but they don't know how to like navigate themselves through it. So sometimes they, you know, quote unquote fell. I don't think you fell at all. As long as you're doing it, you never fell you know, you just leveling up. But, you know, you just go ahead and just flat out quit. Then maybe, yeah, maybe that was a failure. Maybe that was a lesson, you know. But I feel like from my instance, from the moment I got out of high school in 2013, I said, okay, game time. I need to figure out what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and just how it looks. And even if I didn't have a very uh, prestigious outlook, on it at least i can gravitate to some type of examples like i said seeing other peers going into the industry and doing their thing and you know spotlights and stuff like that so it's like once i got that space that i can do it i just went into it and did it but yes there's a big heaviness that you have from your earth family there's a big heaviness that you have from the city in general there's a lot of people that are doubting your process and have a lot of those people i've proved wrong but <laughs> there's a lot of people that doubt your process and they got to understand that a process is a process. It's not something that just happens overnight. Um, alignment is a big thing in my life. You know, this is alignment. You know, us talking is alignment. This is gratitude. I'm I'm in a full gratitude at this moment because I'm like, okay, I get to come somewhere and speak about something that is dear to me. And it's not, it's not shunned away. It's welcomed. You know, it's let's, let's go deep, you know? And I feel like that's what separates alignment from someone trying to force something in your life. Like once it has come together, listen, go for it. But I do feel that anyone 
and I and I speak to everyone, anyone that is very artistic, very outside of the box, always is exploring identities and um you know, non-sexuality sexuality context is just you you always have this weight on your shoulder because it's like someone's looking up to me, which I get a lot of that, <laughs> that I didn't know. Someone is watching me from A to Z that I didn't know. And it's like I spiritually could feel someone like, okay, if he does it, I could do it. And that's just how I felt with other people going up before me, you know. So it is a heavy context in shortness. But I I I I think I handle it well. <laughs> and did you also feel like because New Haven Academy is at least now, it's it's pretty rad. Like of yes. the, I mean I'm, preparatory I'm proud of all of our high schools. Yes. But <laughs> New Haven, I feel like the the students who are coming out of New Haven Academy, like there's something different in their water fountains, right? Um right. And they're like, I, I feel like it's a school that has a really strong social justice uh, backbone and, and sort of moral compass. And a lot of the teachers carry that with them. Was that your experience when you were there? Yes. I think, I'm sorry, I'm just having a whole download as you're speaking to it. <laughs> uh, like, I'm just thinking about high school. Um, I, I would say, yeah, that high school for me was so different. Because I thought it was going to be like the TV shows. <laughs> like I, I thought I was going to have, I, even though I had a lot of the Degrassi moments, I'm a big Degrassi fan, but I felt like when I was going into high school, I was like, okay, so where's the cameras at? Where's our cue cards? You know, like, okay, whose storyline we're going to live out this season? <laughs> um, but I, I do feel that when you are in those um, chaos, you know, spaces, and chaos is not a bad thing. Like, it's life is chaotic. <laughs> it's, it's going, it's coming, it's, you know, but I feel like when you are in those chaotic spaces, um, you do get to, I guess, get a variety of what's happening in each individual life, even though they don't share everything. You know, we had a lot of senior moments where we shared what we were going through. Like for me, um, I was going through a process that's called shadow work. And that started at like 14 years old, like something one day just told me before it was like a month before high, uh, before I went to high school, it said, you, you know, you're going to be celibate. And I'm like, okay. And, and then it's, and then it said, it's, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process because I had to, you know, for myself and my experience, when I was a child, I, you know, was exposed to child abuse and stuff, so on and so forth. So it's like, I had to go through the roots of removing uh, trauma from intimacy, you know, in order to have healthier relationships in my life. You know, so it is not so like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? You know, so I, I feel like when I did go into high school, I had such a different pivotal experience because I was removing a lot of the just the ickiness and the the what I felt was a stain on my shirt. You know, what I felt like was a, a, a burden or why me or whatever the situation is like I had to remove all that. So it's like I was going through and this is when I discovered the word metamorphosis. <laughs> I was literally going from my caterpillar to the cocoon, to the butterfly, and the butterfly happened at graduation day, <laughs> you know, so I had to go through that whole process of just removing all those things because I, I, I needed to be lighter, I needed to feel what I feel, and I needed also to be able to connect with myself as much as I can while being around all this chaotic, you know, energy. I think I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, you did, and at that point, okay. did you already know, you know, you you mentioned being really interested in theater and in acting mm -hmm. from a young age. Yes. Did you also already know or, or were you already writing and making music at that time? Yes, because I, I got scouted um, far as from my literature work when I was like 12 years old. Um, it was a publisher that was interested in me. And um, I told him, can I just wait into high school? Like, I don't know. Again, another spiritual experience. I said, can I just wait to high school? Because I know my writing is going to be better. Even though my writing was very good for 12 years old, they're like, how are you come up with these stories? <laughs> you know, but I'm just like, hey, my mind's just, it's like a TV. But I, I felt like if I can wait into high school and my I know my writing is going to improve, then can we have the conversation again? You know, and they 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 waited or so. And, you know, we, we end up still having meetings and, you know, we went from there with certain things. But I, I do feel that um, I've always been a writer. I used to feel 
like when I would read books like um, Harry Potter, Toni Morrison, you know, Maya Angelou, etc. Um, when I would read books, I could feel the the pages. And I don't know if it's like just a, like a someone that's have a love for writing or, you know, literature, but it's like I could, there's nothing like being cuddled up and having your book and then you can actually feel the pages of what's being read, but also feel the story just like brewing. You know, sometimes you, you just read a whole book in one day. <laughs> I love that. I, right. I love yes. that. So yeah, I, I just feel like I always, um, in shortness, I've always dabbled in everything. Like even yeah. music. I didn't know what I was with music just yet, but I, I'm in front of my mother's mirror singing and rapping, you know, <laughs> you know. I love, and who, who were some of the writers and musicians who sort of like in, mm -hmm. informed you? I mean, you mentioned mm -hmm. Toni Morrison. It's, it's interesting. Um, I don't always hear J.K. Rowling and Toni Morrison in the same sentence. Right. So, that is true. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and like, we don't, like jk rowling but she can't that can't right. ruin the magic of harry potter right um, yeah that was a very uh, impactful space yes yes even though now that we like much older and we are in social media world it's like oh okay jk <laughs> yeah but that's like she's not going to take harry away from us right right he's still a right. wizard right um and and i feel like your jump from like this <laughs> to like the kabbalah is very Right. I see a through line. I do. Right. So who were who were some of the writers and musicians who you know who like I I think of them as like sort of sitting on your shoulder and whispering in your mm. ear a little bit. I love yeah. You asked some good you know good questions and good visuals. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I would say for me, James Baldwin, Toni Morrison, uh, Maya Angelou, uh, the author of The Great Gatsby can't think of his name, their their name um streetcar the, the author streetcar uh named desire Tennessee um, I have, yeah. yes i have so many that like inspired me in different ways and i you know and definitely shout outs to just my literature teachers that i had at new haven academy like miss webb and mr ward and etc um because the context of the movies and books that we read during you know our high school years they all impacted me even the woman's of Brewster Place, you know, um, it's just so many. <laughs> it's so many. But um, I would say far as like musical influences, what got me into rap music and um, just expressing myself that way, it would be um, my influences is Nicki Minaj, Foxy Brown, Little Kim, Jay-Z, Biggie, Missy Elliott. far as for that first bracket, them together would make me. <laughs> I'm like the love child um, of all of those individuals. And I've actually had the privilege um, to get a lot of interactions from like Foxy and Nicki, Nicki Minaj and, and Missy. I haven't got the other ones just yet. And then obviously Biggie's no longer here, you know, rising pieces. So, but, you know, so um, yeah, I would say those are the ones that really, it's like Nicki Minaj made me know that you can do it. You can have fun. Um, I'm so, I'm a soul that expressed my feminine and masculine energy at the same time. Um, and she was so feminine, but so uh, masculine at the same time with her, you know, you know, her, her articulation of words and the way that she approached songs and the way that she made you forget about whose song it was because it was her song now. Um, it was so many different, I would say, avenues of that. So it's like, those artists just in different ways made me feel like, okay, I do have a place in hip hop. I do have a place in rap. It might not be so vast right about now. Um, but at some point I will have an entry point. And I did like at high school, I started to play around with the music. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you graduate and what's the journey to becoming an author? We were talking a little bit about this off mic. And then of course, mm -hmm. like the, the labor of love that went into the, the clip off and, and into other music making that you've done before, mm -hmm. um, before COVID-19 and, and the pandemic. But I do want to talk about this specific right. three year stretch because I think there's a lot that has happened to like mm -hmm. to all of us. Right, on right. like a deep like bone deep level right or or deeper mm -hmm. than bone deep level um 
but first of all, so you graduate from high school. Yes. And you're like thinking about putting this creative gift into the world. Talk to me about that because it can be like young adulthood is scary. It is. And it's, there's no blueprint. (laughs) I wanted to tell everyone right now, there's no blueprint. Like you literally make your own, I guess, soundtrack to your own life. That's like the, that's the most important thing. But I do feel that um, when I did go, so like you said, like leaving high school, like what was the process of going to my creativity? To rephrase the question that was you saying? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I'm sorry. So yeah, basically when I when I left out of high school, um, I was already, like I said, I had the actor brain going on. So I'm like, okay, where's the acting gigs? Where's the acting gigs? And then, like I said, I started nestling and meeting different people along the way. That was, um, I guess, soul alignment to introduce me to different facets of seven. Like the model, the actor, the author, the, the music artist, the business owner, et cetera. Um, while at that time of navigating that space, or those spaces, I should say, again, it wasn't no blueprint. I didn't have many people in my family, my earth family, that looked like me, talked like me, act like me. Um, I feel like a lot of individuals had a space of occupying their goals or dreams. And just like the raisin in the sun, <laughs> it's kind of like they had that moment in their life. I do feel like you still can reinvent yourself if you want to. Um, so it's like I didn't see a lot of gardens around me. That's like a good way to put it. I didn't see a lot of a lot of gardens that were like flourishing. That every season you came, you 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 had something new to harvest from it. You know, so that was like my inspiration. You know, to like go into that creative creative note of with myself. And tell me about the name Seven, which is uh, for folks who who maybe don't like who are listening but who mm-hmm. don't have a visual. It's S E V and then Seven. Then seven. Yep. E N. Taylor mm-hmm. and Taylor with a Y, not like an I, yes. not yeah, not like the clothes. Yeah, not like the tailor the clothes, right? <laughs> like Tim the Tool Man Taylor, yeah. Yes, yeah, and uh, so basically seven Taylor. So seven um came to me as a spiritual dream. Like I used to go by my government initials, which was T Taylor, and then I right before I was putting out one of my biggest like studio projects, my first big studio project, I had this dream, and in the dream. They said, you're seven. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then it was, it was like, and this is how you're going to spell your name. And once I spelled my name that way and I changed everything, my social media, everything, I changed everything. I went with the whole experience. Once I did that, it was like open sesame. Everything began to open up. I started getting bookings. People are interested in what I'm doing. You know, just more of a, um, a gravitational pull. And then Taylor, I just kept Taylor to, like I said, Taylor's my legal last name, but I kept Taylor to honor my late grandmother, Gwen. You know, it's because I feel like she, she had a lot of instrumental uh, spaces of my early development. She was always loving. You go to her house, you you never leave her house empty-handed or not full. You know, and I think those different formatics, uh, experiences of love was totally different nowadays because nowadays yeah. love is kind of like give me something <laughs> and I, then i'll think about giving you something back then it was like come i made yeah. a part of this you know i made a part of that you know take this take that you know I love, no yeah i love that i i hope that that energy still exists in the universe it does <laughs> i feel like it does different and, and I, I feel like when you meet your i, I call it your spiritual connections your spiritual family your spiritual partner etc it does it comes back it comes back in different ways so tell me about where you were artistically when march 2020 rolls around (laughs) oh my gosh that was like i feel like that was the great reset for myself like that was literally the reset itself um i was ready for new I was tired of uh, the nine to five world. <laughs> um, I knew that a boss lived inside of me, just I knew like I knew an artist lived inside of me at the same time. And once it happened, I was able, you know, obviously we were all home. 
once it happened, I was able to really tap into me and 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 realize, oh, you don't have to do this. Like again, arguing back and forth with that systematic downloads or that systematic approach. Like I didn't have to really be in that space. I'm choosing to be in that space because I'm just choosing to take whatever bread and butter is being brought to my table. It's like, no, there's always been a, a menu here. <laughs> there's always been something that you can look at and order exactly what you need to order. Like, why are you taking the bread and butter when you can have the steak and lobster? You know, so that's kind of like where my downloads came in at. And that's kind of also where I just started to think outside the box. And I had a whole wave of spirituality to happen where I really was able to like dissect what capitalism is and how it looks and, you know, how it sneaks into your house and rob you, you know, and how it could rob your dreams, your goals, your aspirations. And that's the reason why a lot of people are still having the syndrome of a raisin in the sun especially in black and brown communities. And so you start working on the clip up. And did you know at that point that it like this is what the project was going to become? Or mm-hmm. did you just think I'm doing like I'm doing writing, I'm making music, I'm thinking about this in a different right. way. I've had my reset. <laughs> and then it sort of coalesced and, and and became like like for you does the does the big project idea come first and then the little work come or the little work comes and then the big project project. yeah well so at that time so back in like 2020 i had one so i had two projects that came that's coming that came before this one is about to come so i had the disobedience of jimmy taylor which is like my rap alter ego um and that was more like horror uh style i love horror music like i love horror anything um then i had blessed be which was like a, it was the side B to that project. And then now we're at the clip off, but it's like, it was like a stepping stone. It's like with each project, I became more and more um, less worried about what anyone's thinking and less worried about anyone else's social constructs of what an artist is and what, and what does, you know, it looks like to be a black queer individual or whatever the situation is as like I was more so now driven towards achieving the dreams inside of me and achieving things like I didn't care about those negotiations anymore and then yeah once those projects I'm sorry to end it ended off once those projects hit and everyone started to get a whiff more of my creativity and oh okay okay understanding seven um that's when 2021 is when the seed hit to start working on a clip off or just the thought of it first because I didn't even approach the studio just yet sorry I was muted (laughs) I apologize and you know what how do you feel now that this is we're like t minus four weeks right Oh my gosh. This, <laughs> I feel this is so out in the world. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I feel so um I feel so uh surreal with everything because when people when everyone, the audience and everyone that's will tap in, do get to hear the project and do get to hear the stories that I'm telling and just the growth, you know, my lyrical wise, flow wise, you know, singing abilities, etc. Um, and I, I do get to, you know, showcase a lot of the personal behind the scenes of my life these last past few years. It, it feels like finally closing a door. Um, but then that door opens another door. But that door is what's leading you more towards, again, your alignment. So I, I, I'm able to now just like digest spiritually what this means. Like I had to go through those experiences in order to write the book. I had to go through those experiences in order to write the album. Other than that, we probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> like, you know. So I had to choose these realities and I had to like quantum jump in a way. Like, all right, let's get over here. All right, let's get over there. And um, yeah, it's 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 a big countdown in my mind. 
And um, I'm just so super thankful for everyone that's a part of it and that are that will be featured on the project. I haven't even, I didn't even drop the album cover yet. I haven't even dropped the official track list yet. All that is about to be coming very soon. I just think I've just been taking my time, but I have put out um, a few different mini uh, commercials that people could tap into on my YouTube channels and stuff like that. Just a tease and the tease been teasing because people are like, okay, I want the project now. <laughs> So if you're just joining us here on Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven, uh, I'm Lucy Gelman, and my guest today is Seven Taylor. We are talking about his forthcoming album, The Clip Off, which drops uh, September 27th, which is a Wednesday, if you care about dates, of of this year. Uh, So in just a little over three weeks, which is really, really exciting. And so... (laughs) you described it as feeling like there's a door closing, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. I want to ask you about your generative process. Mm-hmm. So okay. what, like, uh, you're young, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and one doesn't stop. Like artists often, sometimes an artist will drop a work and be like, this is my last work. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes I'm like, but is it? Right. Is it actually, <laughs> is, really? Like sometimes novelists do that and they're like, JK, JK, I've, I, have, right. I have three other books in me. Um, right. <laughs> so, so for you now, like mm-hmm. what is your art making process and what have you been able to open up now that this work is out in the world and you've like birthed it? Yes. Oh, such good questions. Um, I, I feel like I, you want to know something and it's quite like an exclusive thing. I feel like I already came across the next title for the next project <laughs> by something that I do say on the project itself. Um, and we'll talk about that, I guess, when it's time to talk about that. But I, I do feel like the seeds start to plant themselves. Oh, it's like once the main plant comes up and it throws out the seeds, the other seeds start to come up too. So now I have new things to like tend to and harvest too. Um, and I, I do feel like with um, the clip off finally, as you said, almost here, I think about it landing, like it's coming from a different dimension and it's get his on his way to earth. It's like a global phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. Um, I do feel like it's something that will open many doors for me. Um, there's so many alignments that's happening, like with the, the number 27, like my album comes out on September 27th. My um, book comes out worldwide October 27, but it's available for pre-order. Um, I started my first leg of this press tour on July 27, <laughs> you know, and then also the track list right about now is at 27 tracks and that includes intermissions, interludes, etc. So it's like that 2-7 is keep popping out, keep popping out. So I guess maybe that's like another s- spiritual message to me. Um, in regards to my alignment. So um, I do, and even like what writing the eighth book, I started writing this book. I started working on this book, I want to say late 2021. Um, I didn't finish it until what, a month, two months back. <laughs> and I didn't know that, I thought I was going to stop at seven because seven, seven, seven. But no, it was like the number eight, which is a transformational number. It's an infinite Um that governed my heart at the time. So I was just like, okay, I have another book in me. I didn't know it, you know, until I just started writing. Oh, yeah, that's the, the allergies and everything. <laughs> yeah, you okay? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, yeah. I've been fighting I'm it so myself. Sorry. You know, it, everyone <laughs> I've talked to has said that mm-hmm. this year for allergies in New Haven is, is worse. Yes, so, it really is. I've yeah, been so, having the worst allergies. Yeah, no, it's it's real. Um, mm-hmm. So I, before we go, I have two mm-hmm. more questions. The first Perfect. is about your book. Tell our listeners. So we have a general listenership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and y'all are going to have to wait until October. Right. So but they can pre-order it. The album yes. comes first. Yes, but you can pre-order it. Yes. Um, the album comes first. Yes. But tell tell our listeners about your book. And then I have one more question before uh, before we head out. Okay, well, I definitely want to show y'all. So the book is titled, I Think I Love Myself, Deep Meditations, Affirmations, and Universal Connections. 
Um, it is available on my website, booksby7.com for pre-order, which all pre-orders will go out a month early and I do sign it. Um, and then I'll soon think about where I could host the book signing and stuff at. Um, but the book, the book was inspired by getting to a space where you have to reintroduce self-love back into your life. Um, from being in a, a, I was in a relationship for like a year and some change. And um, it was just a space where I needed to find myself again. So I had to purge out a lot of emotions. I had to, you know, you go through the whole separation process, et cetera, et cetera, reset, get back to you. Um, but it wasn't something that happened overnight. It was a lot of more, uh, I would say you have more insanity moments when you're dealing with emotions because you're, you're having so many various narratives in your head, you know, about just the guilt of um, failures of relationships are, you know, did you fail yourself? Did you fail that person? What was the, what was the um, dialogue that was happening in this experience itself? Um, learning how to heal from, you know, my earth father transition a few years back, learning how to heal from a rejecting experience like that, because it was always rejecting of love him for some reason. Um, just a lot. I, I went deep into the vault. Um, I talk about a lot of experiences with, um, just aliens and spiritual downloads. And, um, I use different aspects of my life. So it's kind of like a memoir in a sense, um, to explain and break down what's happening, why it's happening and what, what, what comes after the happening. <laughs> so I, I definitely feel like, um, I think I love myself, Deep Meditations, Affirmations, and Universal Connections, a very long title. I think that book, this book right here, is the groundbreaking book for me because you finally get to get a piece of literature that will really introduce you to so many different levels of you as you're reading it. And even at the end of the book, there's like a little um, questionnaire for you. And I ask you to ask yourself some, you know, I ask the reader questions and they could put it in. So it's like a little diary inside us at the same time, you know, because we're going to do some shadow work during this process. We're going to heal. We're going to um, understand the commitment to resets and also understand how resets may look because it looks different for everybody, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think I answered it. Yeah. And shortness. You did. You did. And it. It flows right into my last question, which is a question yes. that I love hearing from artists. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially like, I feel like the the book is doing mm -hmm. some deep, like deep, deep work. And it sounds like the album is also yes. being very vulnerable yes. and being willing to go into places in your past that maybe have been painful. And I hope mm -hmm. that also you feel like there is now closure around. And so, oh, <laughs> and, and also like artists, we we know because I, I work in the arts like artists often right. have like eight side hustles to make their artwork mm -hmm. <laughs> and so how do you take care of yourself yes so right about now um outside of my like my musical incomes and stuff like that i do have um a bit a legitimate business that where i work with a lot of brands so i'm behind a lot of brands i have them with websites logos etc um I have a very artistic approach to things. So a lot of the brands that I, I've been working with for the last past few years, um, where like in contracts, I just now, when I do approach their brand, I'm able to help give it more of a commercial feel. So like I dust it off and add a little this and add a little that and then boom, boom, boom. And then they put it out there and then their clientele start, you know, booming. Um, and then I also have spiritual services as well, where a lot of individuals from all over the world come and get soul sessions and stuff from me. So I, I tap in with all different aspects. Like I said, booksby7.com. I have everything available for you. And I, I think that is a, a, a big space of gratitude because I do remember back in, again, early 2020, way before the pandemic things really took off. I remember being on a work shift and saying, if the universe can grant me at least an inch of the door open, I'll just kick it down. You know, and, and that comes with tests and, you know, another testimonies of experiences as well. But I committed to what I said that day. And now that I'm here with you and we're here, um, I'm like, oh, what you say is is it plants itself into your universe. So be careful what you say. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm so happy, Seven Taylor, that you have joined me today, that you have yeah. had many words to say, all of them good on Arts yeah. Respond on WNHHLP 3.5 FM New Haven. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sorry for my stuffy nose. Uh, no, it's okay. Hands. I was fighting mine. I had to look it's around. It's all the allergies. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah, the trees are out there doing their pollinating thing. And uh, I'm yes. grateful. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the bees out there. Uh, however, yes. my nose is not grateful for ours. Right. <laughs> um, so right. thank you so much. If you are I just thank you. If, I and, thank you so much. Yes, I appreciate you. you. If you're just joining us, you've missed a great interview, please go back and listen to it. My yeah. guest today has been Seven Taylor, and we are talking about his forthcoming album, The Clip Off, which drops on the 27th of September. If you didn't know, now you know we are in September. Yeah, yeah. that was so fast. What is time? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it but... drops on the 27th, which is three, I think, three weeks from this coming Wednesday. If if you're listening to this live on Friday, if you're listening to this uh, at some other time, just, you know, disregard that. But thank you so much for coming. Thank um, you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And of as always, Harry Joes, thank you so much. The man behind the controls. Thanks for making magic happen. Have a beautiful weekend, <laughs> y'all. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> you.